Hey, hey, Prime members, talking to you. You can listen to CBS Mornings on the go ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Hello to you, I'm Gail King, and this is CBS Morning's podcast. Six-time Grammy winner Casey Musgrave stopped by our studio to discuss her new album. It's called Starcrossed, and the new film to go with the album, which is available right now on Viacom CBS's streaming service, Paramount Plus. This is our conversation. Okay, Casey Musgraves, this is a very different album for you. It is. And you said that you were ready and wanted to put it all out there that you really wanted to go there and take us there. Where do you want to take us? I think I just want to take everybody on the, um, the healing journey that I've been on. And, um, you know, this record for me was about looking at trying to transform my trauma, my pain into something beautiful. Were you able to do that? I think so. I mean, writing is very cathartic for me. Yeah. Um, and I worked through a lot of my own ideas and feelings that way. And then, there's something that's really special that happens when you release it and you know other people connect to it too and you know I've been through this process having so many people reach out saying you know I've been through a divorce or you know I've, I've been through heartbreak Casey, myself. Casey I've been through a divorce. <laughs> Casey I've been through heartbreak. Yes. <laughs> yeah and so I understood like, your lyrics. I'm yes. not alone you yes. know and um and it's nice and I think like it's just a reminder that like you can experience the golden hour side of life and, and the, the beautiful love, but you can also have the antithesis of that and it's, it's just real, you know. And both emotions are true. Yeah. You said that heartbreak, hurt, and pain are more relatable than an album about falling in love. Why do you think that is? <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe I'm just jaded because I love sad songs. Um, but, but there is yeah. truth to that, yeah. though. I, th- I mean, there, I, I'm always looking for the beauty in things, and I think that there's a lot of beauty in sadness. Um, there's a lot of sadness and beauty, you know, yeah. it's the whole, um, just the happy and sad at the same time thing. But you, know? you also say you can be inspired by both. You can. That's what you, I think. Yeah, yeah, you can. And I think that like, I don't think that any emotion is really a waste. Um, so I've really tried to sit with, you know, the negative emotions that I've felt during this last chapter and just, I don't know, give them a space, honor them and not hold on too tightly to any of them. But you know, they're all on this record. It's, um, it's a roller coaster of emotion. I say in the album, you know, healing doesn't happen in a straight line. That's, my fav- that's one of my favorite yeah. lines. That's from Justify. It is, yeah. Healing doesn't happen in a straight line. What- no, nobody tells you that. They're like, you know, you, you make a life decision, you move on. But it's, for me, you know, I found it very turbulent. Um, and you know, making, making crazy life choices is like, you know, one minute you're feeling super confident and validated and excited for the future, the next you're like, oh my God, what have I done? Um, and you're questioning a lot. So this album is me kind of working through all that. Moving backwards, hurt comes after. Healing doesn't happen <laughs> in a straight line. Yeah. And I heard that line and I thought that is so true. 
yeah. even when we want it to be a straight line, it is not. No, I mean, I think largely that's just that part of the healing process and I think it's okay, you know. But you know what, this, this album seemed to me um, to be in chronological order. Maybe mm -hmm. because it starts out with Star Crossed. Mm -hmm. I want to get to what that means to you, but one of the earlier songs is Good Wife. Yeah. Try to loosen up, be more fun. Yeah, I could be more fun. <laughs> God help me be a good wife because he needs me. Even when he's not right, he still needs me. Mm -hmm. You wrote what you were experiencing. Right. What does that, what did yeah, that mean Yeah, I mean, you? I'm always, you know, I feel like moving through life with these goggles on as a songwriter and I'm just like, you know, um, observing things around me and filtering it through kind of my perspective and my kind of artistic lens and then that comes out and so it's um, it's really just like a rumination on my experience you know and um, it is kind of a universal experience so I think you know in creating this I f it's it's made me feel a lot closer to humanity in a lot of ways yeah but you know? I'm going to talk about golden hour because we talked to you back then I love that album and but you when you're writing about good life it seems like you at one point were at the top of your game in your professional mm -hmm. career but yet you said you were feeling sad and you were feeling lonely mm -hmm. and you were writing words right. like good wife at that time. Right, yeah, yeah. So uh, this album kind of picks off. But you're Casey People <laughs> are thinking, what are you talking about? Well, I yeah. think that's like one, one takeaway I'd love for people to think about when they hear these songs is like, you know, we live in this age where we log on to social media and we see everyone's highlight reel. You know, we see all the good, the, the shiny, the happy. And um, you just have to remember that that's just not, it's not reality, you know. So, um, all the celebrities that you look up to, the, the ones that you follow, I mean, they're very real. They go through just as much hurt and disappointment as you do, you know. They are and people. They're people. And, they and, real um, and I think that we should give people a break, you know what I mean? Like, um, famous or not, I think it's just, we're all in this together, we're in, we all experience the same emotions, you know, and I'm just kind of channeling that. Which leads me to camera roll, favorite yeah. line from camera roll. Chronological, I love camera roll. Chronological order ain't nothing but. <laughs> torture Tor scroll too yeah. far back that's what you get mm -hmm. I don't want to see him but I can't delete them it just doesn't feel right yet not yeah. yet and that's so true yeah you look at your camera roll oh my gosh stuff pops up dangerous place don't go there um yeah. especially late at night if you know uh, I don't know the cam your camera roll can be like a really dangerous place to go it's it's again it's that highlight reel it's um we don't have pictures hanging out in our pocket in our phones of all the bad times, the awkward times, like the fights, the arguments, like the self-doubt. We don't have pictures of that. So it's really a skewed version of our past. And if you're in a vulnerable place, it's just, it can really mess with your mind, I think. Uh, Breadwinner, I read, was something you were reluctant to put on the album. I'm very glad you did. I think a <laughs> lot of women can relate to this. He wants a breadwinner. He wants your dinner until he ain't hungry anymore. He wants your shimmer to make him feel Bigger girl. <laughs> Until he starts feeling, this is a word, insecure. Yeah. Why were you reluctant to put that on? Well, I just, I don't want any, you know, any negative or kind of um, acerbic emotion to speak for the whole thing. And, you know, uh, I think when you hear this record and you hear the songs, you will hear that there is so much love in them. But um, you can't go through a divorce or heartbreak or life change without feeling the negativity, too. And I wanted to... I wanted to honor myself as a creative and as a songwriter in um, giving all the, the emotions like the space to breathe. So I think that we all can relate to, you know, the breadwinner mentality. Um, women, I think, have been felt like they need to dim themselves to not overshadow their guy, you know, in a, in a lot of ways. And I think that it's a good thing that in this modern time, you know, we're seeing women become more um, 
power players. They're landing the jobs and the roles that they've always dreamed of, um, and they are becoming breadwinners. And I think that maybe it's time that we look at, you know, how um, how men can bring different things to the table mm -hmm. in a relationship that isn't based around money. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Did you ever feel you had to dim your light? That's one of my main messages oh, to women. All the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, but that's, you know, I think that can happen in friendships, business relationships, and I just think that just don't play it small, you know? If you have to shrink yourself to be around who you're, um, who you're being around, I think, you know, you might need to find new people. In a partner or a friend? Anything. Yeah, you should, you should always feel supported, like, in, in reaching for whatever crazy dream or, um, you know, paycheck or whatever it is that you feel inspired to do. I mean, the people who truly, true connections won't be, um, you know, uh, feel insecure by that, I don't think. Was writing this, Casey, therapeutic for you, this album? Yeah. Was it painful? Was it hard? Ooh. What was it? Yeah, there, there was definitely um, some really challenging moments, and um, it was interesting, actually. So I, I made the record with Ian Fitchuk and Daniel Tashian, who I made Golden Hour with. with before, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're my co-pilots, and actually, you know, Ian um, went through the same thing that I did, like, in his own personal life, uh, divorce-wise. So, like, we weirdly were these two creators experiencing a crazy life change like that, like, very randomly, but together, and so... This album was really cathartic for both of us. It was a good distraction, but it was also it was also cathartic. Yeah. You know, I I remember. Were we in South Africa when you were performing Golden yes. Hour? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Global Citizen. A global Citizen. Right. I remember talking to you later, and you were so giddy and so happy, <laughs> and that's where you were at that time in your life. Mm -hmm. When you look back on it now, does it does that album feel tainted to you, or mm. no, not really? For a while, I was nervous because you know I know that a lot of people love those songs. And when they come see you play, you want to give people what they want to hear. And for a while, I was like, man, that's going to be so painful for me having to go back there. But ultimately, I'm in a different place in my life now. I can say that I'm happy and I'm kind of looking in on that other chapter from another side. And I, I really don't think that the magic of that album has to die with that relationship that inspired it. You know, I think that um, I will relate to it many different times in many different ways. When you're moving around in the world, do you sometimes hear a line and go, that would be a good song? Oh my I gosh, mean, all the time. Like I'll be in the middle of an argument or, you know, I'll see, I'll just see something, take something in. Or a lot of my ideas, they just come like a lightning bolt from kind of nowhere. And they just hit me and I'm like, okay, and I have to write that down. Sometimes I'm just falling asleep or whatever. They just kind of come from, you know, out there, there. somewhere. You, you, you started writing when you were nine. Your first song was nine. Do you remember the title of it, the lyrics? Do you remember a lyric? <laughs> I don't remember the lyric, but the title itself is so thirsty. It's ridiculous. Um, it's called Notice Me. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Notice me. <laughs> yeah. Casey, we noticed. Listen, in high school, you were voted, what did it say? Most likely to become famous. Notice me. I, I we're noticing. I was like, I don't remember being that thirsty, but, you know, I don't know. I, maybe I was. I don't know. <laughs> no, at nine, I, ju I just think that's funny that at nine, you knew something. You yeah. did. You saw something. You knew you knew you felt something even at nine. Yeah, definitely. And I think it started as a poem, kind of turning it into a song. But um, I was always encouraged by, you know, my parents to kind of play around with all that stuff and, and get involved. And I was encouraged. The other thing that I was fascinated with was part of your process. You, you talk very candidly about going on a mushroom trip <laughs> that was medically supervised, yeah. medically yeah. supervised. What did you, why did you do that? And what did you get out of it? Because it seemed to help yeah. your songwriting process. Well, it's it's interesting. A lot of people are turning to different forms of therapy. And one thing that intrigues me about um, plant therapy 
um, and psychedelics is, and you know, I'm, I'll, I'm here to say I'm not the spokesperson on it. It's something that worked for me and it, it may not be for yeah, everybody. I really, you know I really what I mean? I want to know about your experience. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I like it because they come from the ground. They come from the earth. It is not a synthetic man-made lab material. And it's, it's almost indescribable the effect that it has had on like my creativity, my compassion for others, um, my perspective as a being kind of existing on this planet, where I fit into that. Um, it was very useful for me in transforming kind of my trauma into something else. How so? You know? How so? Um, I want to understand it. What did it do for you? Man, I, I don't know. It, it just, it felt like a soul cleanse. Um, I, I mean, emotionally, I just kind of broke open and it felt just so good to just cry and just like just really just like let all of my emotions out in a non-judgmental space. Mm -hmm. It's basically like 10 years of therapy in one sitting, you know, mm -hmm. and um, a lot of childhood memories came up, uh, a lot of compassion for my family members, my parents. You really see like that people are doing things. Um, it's, it's hard to explain. It's like the way that people love and live and, um, and uh, com communicate it's really about them. It has nothing to do with you, you know, and it kind of gives you a sense of compassion for why people do things, the tools that they were given maybe in their childhood or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's just this unbelievable perspective all at once on a lot of those things. Um, it's, it's a lot to process, but um, I did the trip to a scientifically curated playlist called the John Hopkins playlist. And it, it was formulated by neuroscientists studying the effects of uh, psychedelics on the human brain and, and music on the human brain. Did it scare you? It, it was terrifying in like a lot of places, but it's, it's a beautiful playlist from, it's music from all over the world. It's, um, you know, it's everything from like classical pieces to like Indie RE to the Beatles to, um, I mean, it's, it's incredible. So um, listening to music in that state I, I felt every note in my body, you know, and um, yeah, it was it was really incredible. So then the idea is that you you re-listen to the playlist when the plants have worn off, and you are able to tap into some of the emotions mm -hmm. and um, the the memories that maybe surfaced in that state. You journal about it, and that's when the album concept, the title, um, the everything, cross. just just yes, like the word tragedy, like it just popped in my head like a lightning bolt, and. I started researching, you know, tragedies, the structure of a tragedy, and um, from there, in the next couple days after that is when everything just completely just, it was Fell like a big bang. Place. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. I mean, I read that you had 40 songs that came out of it, and you yeah. had to narrow it down to 15. How did you come up with the title Star-Crossed? It just, it just popped in my mind. Like, I thought, I thought about, I thought about all these great tragedies over time, right? Yeah. You know, these, these love stories, these, um, something that, that we can all you know relate to and I thought about Romeo and Juliet and then I thought about the word star-crossed and what it means and I thought well that would make an amazing song title eventually it became the album title um, it was the 40th song that we wrote for for the record and it became the first so song that, that was the last song there. you wrote last song the first and it became the first one yeah. yeah because they said if golden hour was one was one side this is the other side yeah and I think like you know they're after great shiny beautiful periods a lot of times come the shadow periods or the nighttime and I think that both have to exist for you to really respect you know both sides of it or whatever so again like I wouldn't take anything back in my in my life nothing. I'm nothing. no I feel like a better person like I know myself more through mm -hmm. through all of this what's your favorite line out of Starcrossed I have one 
I really enjoyed stepping out of the first person, um, you know, uh, perspective and kind of being the narrator to uh, in in that song. So yeah, I I like I like setting the scene and then I. You know, I jump back into telling the story as me. But I like what you did there, Casey, when you went, let me set the scene. Mm-hmm. And what is the scene you're setting? Let me set the scene. It's Because it's, you, uh, you are putting yourself out there in a way. You are. Yeah, but I, that's my job, you know. Like, if I, if I can't write, as a songwriter, if I can't bear some uncomfortable emotions, um, I mean, then what's the point? That's, yeah. that's how I feel. And you did a movie to go along with it, too? What was your thought process b- behind the movie? Well, um, It's very kitschy, very catchy, very fun. Thank you. But also it's, very um, deep. There, there's so, so many layers of um, real emotion, real um, experiences. Everything that you see there was done for a reason. Everything is very intentional. Um, it was a way to, like, portray the journey. It's almost like the Odyssey. You think of, like, Homer's The Odyssey, you know? It's like Odyssey meets... Baz Luhrmann almost. It's a, it's a yeah. hyper real kind of fantastical way of portraying this journey that I've been on through healing and along the way. I mean, there's like, there's looks served, you know, yes. there's, it's, it was really fun. It was, it was mostly so fun. Um, That's but, a good uh, way to describe it. Odyssey meets Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. That's, yeah. That it, is quite it's an the Odyssey. visual. It's an Odyssey for sure. Yeah. So I'm watching and all of a sudden I see Eugene pop up <laughs> from Schitt's Creek and I go, hmm. What was the thinking behind? I thought it was hilarious. Oh my gosh! Well, like who doesn't love Eugene, right? Nobody. Like, Everybody. I'm, loves I'm such it. a yes. fan. Like um, best in show. Oh my gosh! Like he, he's a he's a comedic genius, and he just has this presence that is just really iconic. And so I was really. Um, but I you was, must you must like the family because Dan was in. Oh, your last I lo- one. yeah. Such a fan. Yeah. Like they're really, truly, they're they're wonderful people. Um, very down to earth, and then just extremely great creators so um it's it's cool whenever eugene walks in and everyone sees him everyone always cheers they get really excited and also i'm partial because he kind of looks like my grandpa so i have a little (laughs) soft spot for him a little grandpa crush on him (laughs) you know there was another thing i read that uh at one point you bought a bed on um facebook marketplace Marketplace. (laughs) number one i said why is casey musgrace buying a used bed i was curious (laughs) about that and purely for the art gail okay purely for the art yeah Initially, it was like, you know, I just want something pretty to look at. This is a dark studio. I'm going to be in there for weeks. I want to make it feel like my own. And, you know, uh, when you think of, like, Juliet and, and Romeo and, like, the tomb of, you know, these two lovers and um, and in this beautiful bed, you think of marriage, you think of love, you think of romance. And, you know, we are all making our bed, you know, so to speak. And when you wake up in the morning, like, are you happy laying in it? That's... Mm. It's a question that you have to really like most really days. ask yourself. Yeah. Most days, and that's okay to you know have days where you're not. But um, but yeah. So ultimately, it was just like a, it was a pretty visual. But we set this bed up in the middle of the studio, and we had it dressed with all these beautiful linens and f- florals and flowers. And um, I would lay there and sing my vocals, yeah. or we'd play guitar in it. And what was the thread was count pretty. on the sheets? I, well, I got them off Amazon, girl. So. <laughs> Um, but it looked really pretty, though. Now, do you feel that uh, when you said to go through the healing, do you feel healed? Do you feel that there's been light at the end of the tunnel for mm, you? There has been for, for me, for sure. And I think, like, it was a rocky road for a while. But um, I, I feel good. And I feel like, yeah, I feel cleansed and away from it. And that I could kind of um, look at it from over here and not feel so like, you know, inside of it, you know. All right, Casey Musgrave, cheering you on. Thank you so much.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to CBS Mornings on the go ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.